Hello, my name is Anita Eliason, and I'm a senior business advisor with the Massachusetts Small Business Development Center. I serve as the chairman of the board of the New England Veterans Chamber of Commerce, and it is our pleasure to bring many, many leaders from around the country to discuss veteran entrepreneurship at these challenging times. So today I have with me Stephanie Brown, who's the founder and CEO of Rosie's List. So Stephanie, thank you so much. You're joining us from California. Yeah, I know, can you tell the tan? Sorry. I can <laughs> totally tell. Here. So um, yes, well, thank you for having me. My, my name, as you said, is Stephanie Brown. I'm the founder and CEO of the Rosie Network and Rosie's List. Um, so it's a absolute pleasure to be here with you today and I'm excited. Well, first, I, I, let me share that I myself am a military spouse. I, I grew up in the military. My father was a Vietnam veteran. He served 20 years of active duty, uh, did several tours in, um, over in Vietnam. Uh, my mother was a nurse by trade and she gave up her profession to raise a bunch of unruly children and follow my father everywhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and then I married into the military. Uh, my husband served 30 years active duty in the SEAL teams and retired at the rank of Rear Admiral. And I've raised children in the military. I have two, two boys. Uh, both of them are still at home, especially right now. So 26 and 16. And I live on a farm. I have horses and alpacas and, you know, it's just a crazy life. But at the core of it, um, I live and breathe and love entrepreneurship, especially for the military community. And that's what the Rosie Network is all about. So tell me, how did you come to, to, to create this amazing network? <laughs> well, it actually started with Rosie's List. My husband was deployed at the time and I needed a plumber desperately because things always break down when our husbands are deployed or gone, right? Uh, Murphy's Law. And I spent hours on Angie's List and Craigslist and realized, why can't I find a veteran-owned plumbing company? I mean, I know they're mm -hmm. out there. So that sort of uh, 10 years ago began this journey. How can I help other consumers like me that would prefer to buy and patronize a veteran-owned business? And thus, Rosie's List was born. And really, there was, in my mind, there was really no one like Rosie the Riveter, that World War II iconic figure that represented uh, what I wanted to represent. And that was our country and consumers coming together and supporting those who've served in uniform in their families. Mm -hmm. And so Rosie's List was born in 2014. And we actually evolved the Rosie Network from that to include entrepreneur small business training entrepreneurial startup from concept launch to growth and we now have seven chapters in five states across the country and our most recent one is uh, Fort Campbell so we are just on a trajectory to keep keep growing <laughs> and uh, we provide that that program for free so it's free to active duty veterans and military spouses how wonderful. And what does that program consist of? Can you describe it a little sure. bit, how long it is and so forth? So it's 16 weeks and at the very, at the end, so it, we, we cover eight modules and they run and now everything is virtual. So right now we are all connecting and teaching these classes and networking online, uh, which is great. 
you know, we bring in subject matter experts. So from legal, marketing, HR, I mean, you name it, uh, all of them fall into those, those eight core mod modules that we cover. And then at the end, they get a group to graduate and present their pitch deck, which we help them build throughout the process. So they have a pitch deck at the end. Um, we've been pushed, we've been putting our graduations and pitch deck presentations on social media, which has been mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, and then after they've graduated, they can join our national alumni program where we hold monthly mastermind classes, you know, network online networking mm -hmm. events and, and things like that. Wow. So how does a veteran owned business get on Rosie's list? Um, you know, we deal with a lot and I work for the MSBDC. We are supported by the SBA yeah. and, um, a lot of people don't identify themselves as veteran-owned business. And we were told the other day that we probably asked the question the wrong way. We should probably say, you know, have you served in the military as, a, as an easier question for people to answer because there have been so many definitions of veterans until the veteran identification card that's come out recently. But um, so what do you think would be the go, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's easy. They can go to rosieslist.org, click on register, and start the process there. So we do verify military affiliation because we want to make sure the consumers know that we've done our due diligence and the businesses, whether it's a landscaper, whether it's uh, an attorney, uh, a dentist, or products created by and sold by veterans and their, and their spouses, that we've the consumers know that we've done our due diligence and they're they are um buying from one of these businesses so it's free uh, it's free to search it's free to create a profile and we just recently um signed a an agreement with grow with google on their veteran-led um, attribute they call it an attribute it's really a badge so it's a little little icon that uh, represents that they are a veteran-led company and so if you verify military affiliation through Rosie's List, then we provide that data to grow with Google if you want that badge, which why wouldn't you? Um, and so it's just another way to, to market and build your business and, and, um, and your brand. So can so. you give us any success stories of, of businesses that have come on? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm thinking of two, uh, in fact, two Navy veterans that actually went through our program here in San Diego, our chapter here in San Diego. They started an IT construction company and um, went through our program. We were able to make connections and open doors for them, uh, especially to other successful uh, veteran-owned businesses in that space that have a record, that know how to go about uh, the whole process. And they have signed, I think, their third deal with the VA and just signed a deal with the San Diego Zoo, in fact, to uh, do work there. So it's, you know, it, those types of businesses, but we also focus on, on smaller companies. And it uh, doesn't have to just be, um, you know, a, a government contractor or, you know, this can be, we serve spouses that have you know a side gig and that they're looking to you know impact their families financially uh, they go through our program as well i mean it's all about for us at the end of the day is strengthening military families 
one entrepreneur at a time. So another story would be two military spouses that uh, one had a, a master's in business and the other had a had a master's in, in business administration and they uh, started a business. They couldn't get jobs, right? Because we move all the time. So we have spouses have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. And that impacts mission readiness and retention, as we all know. Uh, but they started a business together uh, at the dining room table when their kids were at school or napping. And it actually made it to Shark Tank and got a deal. And that business is called Our Riveter. In fact, we love them. But um, they take, they employ military spouses all around the country. OurRiveter.com. I mean, it's, so there are all these uh, incredibly innovative, creative, and driven and driven um, veterans and spouses out there around the country. And really our job is to help them succeed. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm excited because I get to share. I mean, when I was invited to come and speak, um, Lisa asked me, well, can you talk about how you built a community, Stephanie, behind your business? And, you know, we do. We have now this, this pretty, in, pretty incredible community, over 40,000 veteran and spouse-owned businesses in every state around the country on Rosie's list. So, um, and then we graduate about a thousand each year. Um, then, and that's just growing. So I'm, I, and, and my initial response was, why well, I'm not an expert in growing a community. What do I know? And then when I had to sit and think about it, I thought, hey, wait a second, you know, I may not, I may have started this and not knowing anything about how to grow a community. Um, but we've actually learned through trial and error, um, some pretty, some pretty great lessons, I think that have helped us along the way. And I, I can honestly say none of them costs a dime. So, so how, what would you recommend from what you've learned in growing a community? How can a small business grow their community during these times? Do you have any advice? I do. And, you know, it's interesting because most people think, okay, I want to build a community behind my business and they automatically fall to the default marketing and social media. Oh my gosh, I have to spend a lot of time and a lot of money on Facebook or, or LinkedIn or social media to get the word out about my business. And that's not necessarily, that is not true. Yes, their, their social media plays an important role in that, but there are a lot of things that you can do and should be doing before you start to really invest in social media. First and foremost is find out what social media platform is best for your business. I mean, you know, if you're on Instagram, then, and that's your target market, then LinkedIn may not be, you know, so do research and get smart about that. But I really believe that there are three key things that you can do, and this includes solopreneurs, to build a business, a network behind your business. And those are your team and advisors, first and foremost. Second is your clients and your, or your customers. And then your third is your tribe and you. You are part of this military tribe, which is unique in and of itself. So the first being team. And solopreneurs say to me all the time, well, I don't have a team. I don't have employees. I work for, by myself for myself. And I thought that's, that's fine. But so you need to build a board of advisors, <clears throat> right? Because your board of advisors becomes your team and your team is your greatest asset. And you always have to engage your team for ideas and to get them to buy into what your business is all about. And they have networks too. 
So advisors, as many of your listeners probably know, is much more informal than a board of directors, right? And you want to be very strategic in who you invite to be on your board of directors. You know, you may, you have to identify what your needs are. Is it legal? Is it marketing? Is it HR? And then find, reach out and find individuals that meet those needs. But remember, a board of advisors is there to open doors and make introductions. That's first and foremost. That is your inside advantage is your team and your board of advisors. And, you know, draft a document, a very simple overview of what your, so your board of advisors, they know what to expect. Um, the other, second, is your customers and your clients. Some people call them different things, but basically those that purchase your product or service. Um, develop them as brand ambassadors. We started doing this very early on. And all they do is, is reinforce that ripple effect, right? They share they, uh, what you're doing, et cetera. <clears throat> and again, ambassadors are, I mean, they're not typically somebody that you pay. They're there to support you because they're a fan or a follower or a customer. Um, and one of the ways you can uh, entice and, and build brand ambassadors is by offering them you know, special, special recognition, special offers on your products or services, discounts, et cetera, find out what's important to them. Um, and then, and then get testimonials. So anyone that has a website or any kind of internet presence that doesn't have testimonials from customers or, or clients, you are missing a huge marketing opportunity. Am I right? You have to have testimonials up there. Um, and then, and then, you know, you use their name if you can, because it always adds validity to a testimonial, get their permission. Um, otherwise, just put a first name or initials or something like that that, that, that will protect their privacy. Uh, and then those customers, here's one thing that we often fail to do. Uh, I'll never forget when someone turned to me, one of my advisors and said, Stephanie, how come you don't reach out to everybody that's donated and ask them why they donated? What was it about the Rosie Network that you know, inspired them to, to donate. Reach out to your customers, ask them why, you know, I'm curious of all the t-shirt companies out there, why did you choose us? You know, and then ask, what can we do differently? Don't, don't say, what can we do better? Ask, what can we do differently? What is it about our product? Is it our customer service? You know, cause that, that helps you and it's you engaging your customers and then ask them to give you a testimonial. Would you be willing to, you know, be, would you be willing to give me a testimonial or become a brand ambassador? And for that, uh, you know, I'm going to give you 20% off of your next order. I mean, there's all kinds of creative ways to get people behind your mission. And every one of those individuals has a network themselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you say about testimonials because I can't remember the quote, but it was something about you saying you're great doesn't mean nearly as much as someone else saying you're great. It's that, that whole thing that it's a, a third party, an objective party really talking about you. And it also makes it easier to present like on the web. If it's other people saying what you've done, it's, it's less than you having to make up all these things. And it just, it just reads so differently to someone coming and looking at it, especially if they don't know your business. Well, there's a reason Yelp exists, right? And Absolutely. not that I would, you know, I don't use Yelp, um, but it exists for a reason. Uh, and, 
you know, so, right, somebody else, somebody else giving you a testimonial verifies your product or service much, much more so than you can. And in fact, if I would say that if you're going to talk about yourself in your business setting, then talk about, it should always be about your why, right? It should, it, it should never be about how great you are. It should always be about your why or highlighting a customer, highlighting a deal, highlighting a team member, highlighting a, one of your advisors, mm -hmm. shine the light on other people besides yourself. It, because that pays massive dividends versus you constantly shining the light on yourself, you know, um, because people will like it and then they'll share it. And again, not, it's not self-serving. It's really, it's you're, you are serving them, but, and they're in turn serving you, right? What's the, the greatest, the, so it's another saying something about, you know, the greatest feeling is receiving a gift, not, or giving a gift, not so much receiving one. So right. Um, and it all, it comes back toward, to you in spades. And that's, that's again, that third point is building, you know, you're part of this tribe, right? We're part of this military community. And that, that consists of what, according to the SBA, they say, I think it's 2.4 million, but if you include businesses that where veterans are a, an equal partner, um, then, you know, where you're looking at over 4 million right? Businesses. So that is a huge tribe, <laughs> huge tribe. Mm. And I think one of the things that makes our tribe so unique is we are almost without exception, willing and willing and we want to see each other succeed, right? Because we mm. have these shared experiences, this shared, um, you know, this camaraderie that, that is unique to the civilian, from the civilian community, right? So you want to take advantage of that. That's your tribe. And, um, you know, most, most of them want to help like so fine in your, an advisor, a mentor, uh, but you know, they're never asked, right? Cause most, when we start out, we, I don't speaking for myself, I hate asking, I hate asking other people for help, <laughs> but I've learned to get over that. You have to, I mean, if I'm going to preach to others, Hey, you have, ask for help, then it's something that I myself um, have learned to be better at. Ask for help. The worst thing they can say is no. Oftentimes, if they can't do it, they're willing to make an introduction to somebody that can. So ask, ask, ask. And then when you're asked, you know, do the same. Be willing to make time and effort and give of your expertise, um, you know, or if you can't, then refer them to somebody that can. I mean, that's, if we continue to do that, we'll make it through COVID, you know, we'll make it through these time, trying times together. Um, I, people say to me, well, what businesses, business groups should I join, right? Or conferences, things like that. And, mm -hmm. and I spent the first couple of years of, you know, the Rosie Network ping-ponging all across the country, going to every conference, every you know, event that came across my desk that I thought was rem even remotely related to what, what we were doing. And I learned pretty quickly that it's time consuming. You can't focus on your business if you're constantly, you know, attending everything under the sun and your family suffers <laughs> uh, and it's expensive. So be very strategic um, and thoughtful about what you join. 
Chambers of Commerce, especially in your area, veteran group, kind of a no-brainer. Absolutely, that should be your, you know, your first stop. Um, but find those groups that you know appeal to you, that are in your field of expertise, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, and I have to say, you, you have recommended two different books, so I, I have to ask you why. Simon Sinek, The Infinite Game, and also um, The E-Myth, Chief Financial Officer. And um, I just wonder why you, why you picked those two as good reads. Well, it most, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm hoping that you have at least watched Simon Sinek's The Golden Circle, Find Your Why video on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. It is powerful and it's really a game changer, especially in how you, you know, apply it to your business, right? I'm sure you've watched it, Anita. Um, so Simon Sinek wrote another book, right? The Infinite Game. And it's, and it, it, first of all, it's easy to read. Um, I mean, I have adult ADD and if it's something doesn't hold my attention, <laughs> I'm, I'm off, I'm off of it. Um, so it's really easy to read. It's, it's concepts that make you shift your attitude about your business from, you know, being, being just goal oriented. I mean, we're all goal oriented and you should be from being just goal oriented to realizing that there is no in game, I mean, it, it, until you exit your company, right? But there is no end game. Hopefully you'll sell your company and it won't just close its doors. I mean, if you build something that's based just on you, when you retire or quit, it's gone, right? So if you wanna build a legacy, you have to think, in, you have to think you know, long-term. Business is not something, evolving your business is not something that, that you, know, you ever stop doing. So it is that, that mindset. And, um, the, the, the other book, Fred Parrish, a friend of mine, is the co-author. Um, most of us, myself included, you know, we, we know what we're good at. And, and money and accounting and spreadsheets is something that I absolutely dread. I dread it. So, and I'm not good at it. That, that is not the side of my brain that excels. Um, but if you're a business owner and you don't know where your money is, how you're spending it, what's coming in, then you are, it's going to be really tough to stay in business, much less scale your business. So um, I provided that link in that book and also a link to Fred Parrish and the, the E-Myth um, chief financial officer. They have graciously offered to the veteran and spouse community a 90 day free download of their software that you can literally create a cash flow analysis, even for someone like me, and I don't even balance my checkbook, a cash flow analysis for your business in, in 30 minutes. So understanding and then bringing in somebody that is really skilled that, um, that will handle that alongside you is important for those of us that, that you know, don't excel in, in, in finances or financing, yeah. right? So for the Rosie's Network at this point, you know, with the pandemic, what are you seeing examples of people being resilient? Because being in the civilian world and working with a lot of civilian businesses as well, I think that veterans really have a leg up. I think that a lot of the training that veterans go through 
and the different branches of the military give them a tremendous sense of resiliency and ability to pivot. And I also think when you talk about teamwork, I think the military is iconic for, you know, we've got your back. And I, I think they instinctively protect one another. I think they protect their business. And I think that they have an incredible level of focus and are not at all afraid of hard work. You know, you work until the job's done. It's not more an eight or 10 hour day. What do you think are qualities of the military and the businesses that you're lucky enough to work with that are going to have them come out stronger perhaps than other businesses? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, integrity. In, integrity is one of them. I, I posted, I don't do a whole lot on social media cause I'm the internet didn't even exist when I, I was growing up. So I'm not of today's generation where everything, you know, technology, I'm still learning technology, but um, you know, innovation um, and, and integrity. I posted a question on my Facebook page asking what are the key, what are, what is the most important characteristic that you look for in a team member, a business partner, you know, a collaborator. And I, I think within, within five days, I had something like 160 responses, right? Often they're all 99% veteran business owners and spouse business owners. Um, and I was just blown away because it's, it's clearly something that business owners have to be aware of as we build our teams, right? right. You know, again, the team is your greatest asset or it's your greatest liability. So what, what do you look for? Um, and, and I have to say, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think we have in spades in this community is integrity and problem solving skills, right? So it's, it, it, when you're in the military, it's like, here's a mission. Okay. Here's your mission. And it's not necessarily, yeah, you're told what to wear, when to wait, you know, things like that. But it, what most people don't recognize is how you get that mission accomplished, how you accomplish that is in a lot of ways uh, up to you and your team, right? This is what we have to do. So how do we plan? What are some of the obstacles we're going to face, et cetera? And failure is not an option. You know, we have to, hey, that didn't work out. So what else is on the drawing board? Let's make it happen. And I think that's definitely um, important and unique. And then collaboration. I've I'm a civilian. I mean, I'm a daughter um, and, a, and a spouse and a mom, but um, I've never seen, I've owned businesses in the past um, before I met my husband, but I have never seen the level of collaboration uh, in any other community than what we, we experience in the military community. You know, we are stronger together, <laughs> right? Um, we support each other. We, we, you know, we join forces, we cross promote, talk about building a, a, a network behind your business, cross, cross promoting each other. That, that in and of itself is huge, right? So if I own a marketing company and that's my strong suit and you just created a patented set of bed sheets, right? Which we had a military spouse do just recently. But it, it, you know, but she doesn't have marketing skills and I love those sheets and, but I've got the marketing skills. So how can we cross promote and collaborate together? Right. She can put my business up on her website with a logo and a link and vice versa. So doing that, um, 
you know, is huge building the network, but, but collaboration, you know, I, I see it all the time. And I think that's a, a strength that veterans have that team mentality, right? And Whereas, a way, a way to start team, that, right. Would be to, oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. Rising rising. Ships, right? <laughs> absolutely. So a way to start that collaboration, if, if someone is um, an individual veteran owned business is to get onto Rosie's list and is to sort of cruise around on Rosie's list and see who else is there. And um, we at the new England veterans chamber of commerce are, are making it our mission to all of a sudden have you see an influx of new England from our our six states joining yeah. Rosie's like, like we want to be responsible for that wave that we're going to send to you um, in California because it's just a way to identify and it's a way to see who else is out there and um, it's it's a way to build awareness and you've already done a stellar job at starting that so we we would like to ride the wave with you and um, I love it I love it and Imagine what would happen if you, me, all of your listeners, right? Because in your personal life, family life, and business life, if we made a commitment to buy from fellow veteran-owned businesses, imagine what would happen. Imagine, right? So before you go on walmart.com or Amazon or, you know, any other find, come on Rosie's list, find, you know, a, a, a veteran or business to, to purchase, to, to patronize. Um, I, I, my plumber, which I found is in fact a veteran owned plumbing company. Um, our website was built by a veteran. Our uh, social media and marketing design uh, is done by uh, two military spouses that own a, a small business. I mean, literally, our T-shirts are printed by uh, uh, a female veteran. We do it ourselves. We walk the walk. And if we all make that one small commitment, then, you know, we will not only survive COVID in this economic downturn, but we'll thrive. We'll thrive. Because our buying and purchasing power is tremendous. Why wouldn't we put it toward a veteran small business owner? There's just no reason. You couldn't have said it any better than that, Stephanie. <laughs> so Stephanie Brown, thank you so much for being here today. And please stay well. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.